Hey everyone, welcome to Reality Podcast where we will be discussing important topics relating to Millennial Development Goals for short MDG My name is Adli Haris and I will be hosting today with my colleagues Arash and Shafika aka Kaka So Miss Kaka, would you mind explaining to us what is United Nations 8 Millennium Development Goals? Yeah, sure. UN MDGs are eight goals with measurable targets and clear deadlines for improving the lives of the world's poorest people. And this is a good move from the United Nations in helping them. It is very good. So now, yes. Mr. Arash, what are the differences between MDGs and SDGs? All right. Hello, guys. So the difference between MDG uh, and SDG is that SDG, the goals are target set to apply primarily to the least developed or the poor country. Thank you for that brief insight. So now today we will be focusing on our main topic which is the fifth millennium development goal which is maternal health. Before we move on, here's a message from us to you. Hey Arash, you don't look so good. How are you bro? Hey man, you know I don't feel, yeah I'm not really good actually. You know because of the MCO stuff, I've been stuck at home and I'm feeling worse. You know I've been so messy. I've been stuck for three, four, five weeks already. Yes, man, you don't look good. You should take a better care of yourself. Yeah, you know, you know. To be honest, I've been coming with a lot of uh, mental health issues, and you know, this MCO making my mental health more worse than ever. There are a lot of things that you can actually do at home, and first of all, you should put away your phone as it can affect your mental health. That's true. Social media does affect your mental health. Yes. For me, it's also about exercise. You know, creating a healthy body maintains a healthy mind. And most importantly, you should remember that you can reach out to us, your friends. We are here to support you. That's true. We are always here. Yeah, I agree with you guys. You know, self-care is very important and I really need to reach out to someone who really care about me. Thank you guys. Thank you for your support. No problem. Okay guys, now you're back with us. We would like to welcome our two guest speakers. Our first guest speaker is a doctor, a pediatric specialist, Dr. Haziman and Miss Atira, a working mother. Adi and Arash would like to explain more details about our guest speakers. Please do. Dr. Haziman, the handsome looking man who working as doctor and Andorra Hospital, Sri Kembangan, and he is also one of the frontliners during this COVID-19 crisis, responsible of treating children who suffer from this COVID-19 virus. And this lovely lady is Miss Atira, 22 years old and a young working mother employed as an accountant in Bukit Tinggi. She is also a long-time friend of mine and here to impart some insights from our perspectives as youths. Welcome and thank you for being with us today. It's such an honor to have both of you here. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. And thank you so much for willing to spend your time and be your guest. First of all, uh, is there any like uh, advice or necessary precautions that you would like to give? I think my advice would be that um, can um, currently we are in the conditional MCO, can see MCO, can so of course we are allowed to go out and everything, and especially towards the Raya and everything. But I would still advise not. Visit sangat lah your relatives, especially yang tua-tua ni semua lah. Because um, we have discovered recently that um, kalau young people like us yang healthy tak dapat apa, if let's say we get infected with COVID, almost 90% of us will 
will only have very mild symptoms and some of us almost 50% of us tak ada symptom langsung saja but Ooh. but but we can carry the virus that's one thing and also yalah so practice social distancing hand hygiene always wear your face mask and if let's say you do need to go out to better just stay at home lah all right so starting with the first segment is basically the uh, introduction so basically this podcast is about the maternal health miss atira yes miss atira i heard you're mary and already have a baby so yes. i'm pretty sure you have gone through a process called confinement which is perpantang yeah All right. First of all, I would like to know, would you mind to share your experience and story during the Bepantang session? Uh, Bepantang, we call Bepantang, uh, for me is, is uh, what, the best journey ever. <laughs> uh, firstly, uh, after you deliver baby, uh, of course, macam uh, Malay, we have to berurut, tiga hari berturut-turut, you know. So, uh, bantu wow. ba- lah, refresh balik and then dia naikkan that what what they call is peranakan, you know perempuan Yes uh, So hi Dr. Hello Shafika My first question would be on your opinion right? So okay. in Malaysia, it has become a norm that it is a must for a mother to go through the confinement process as mm-hmm. you call Pantang So mm-hmm. as a doctor, do you think it is a must to go through it? Okay, um, yes, to me, to in in terms of medical, it is a must for you to, for any pregnant ladies who has already given birth to undergo this period of pantang. In, in medical term, we call it as the purpurium period, which is basically selepas bersalin and you have to at least rest and practice a certain lifestyle, certain diet for at least um, what is recommended by our guideline is 40 to 60 days. So hi doctor. Okay, so my, yes, Adi. Adi. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. Going back to antenatal care okay. that you said earlier. Uh-huh, yes. Um according to a study done in 2019, mm-hmm. the education level of a husband mm-hmm. in terms of antenatal care and early detection of high risk pregnancy mm-hmm. is a significant factor. Exactly. Yes. Reproductive yes. health problems. Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. So in, so in your opinion, uh-huh. do husbands and partners in Malaysia play an active role? In maternal health. Yes. Okay. First of all, it plays a huge importance because okay. Um, number one is contraception. Okay. Hmm. Um, based on the WHO guideline, it is advised if let's say a mother or the or okay the family, the mother and the father, um, they must practice family planning. As in, hmm. so the only way for you to um practice family planning is by contraception. So moving okay. on, like. My question is related to mothers in the okay. place. You know, as in current situation, as yeah, nowadays in a situation mm-hmm. where mothers, you know, working and at the same time have to take care of the mm-hmm. children, and obviously they are exhausted and very emotionally unstable mm-hmm. sometimes. What is your opinion towards it? So what? So what the mother needs is actually a very good, a very good emotional support. So um. What I've been seeing nowadays is that most mothers would would uh, basically um, spend their confinement period in their in their mother's place lah. Basically, the baby's punya grandmother's place, so that the mother can take care of her and she can also take care of the baby. It is advisable yes. to um, spend your pantang period at your uh, at your parents' place or your in-laws' place, where you have. 
you have experienced um women or people who can who who knows how to handle all this pantang period. Mm. It's like an extra safety net. Yes, exactly. It is a must. It's not an extra. It is a must for you to have that mm. emotional support and someone who has knowledge on how to on how to handle this um confinement period. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very important for like father and husband to have the basic, you know, information and knowledge. You know how to take care of the children. Exactly. Yes, exactly, exactly. Moving on to the next segment. So okay. my as a doctor yourself, have you ever accepted any mm-hmm. case where a mother faced an after effect by following the pantang during the whole confinement process? Mm, okay, there are actually a lot of complications that can arise throughout the um new confinement period in terms of mentally and physically. Mentally, um, there is this um, it's not a disease, bit, but it's a condition where we call it as postpartum blues. Have you guys postpartum heard of it? Depression. Postpartum blues. Okay, yes, which is equals to postpartum depression. So, yes. um. Even us doctors still do not know what causes this postpartum this depression, but it is hypothesized that some mothers um they do not uh, their their mind and their body do not adapt well to the sudden change of hormones inside the body. So hence why hence uh, hence uh, why they they suffer from this condition. But it's only temporary. So usually, when a mother who suffers from postpartum depression, we would usually refer them to a psychiatrist and and a psychologist. So they would counsel and guide them to how to really take care of the baby. But there are severe cases um, whereby it becomes into postpartum psychosis. So postpartum psychosis is very dangerous because we have to separate the baby and the mother until the mother recovers. Because sometimes the mother will have this idea of they are psychotic. Psychotic means yeah. that um they cannot differentiate on what's right and what's wrong. So so <coughs> most most of the cases of postpartum psychosis, they will have this idea that they want to kill the baby. Like let's say a mother she suffered a postpartum dep- uh, depression, and then there are some cases right, like the mother abandoned the children. I mean, yeah, what caused those kind of cases? Yeah, again, um, yeah, that is the severe um that is what we call as postpartum psychosis whereby she believes that um the baby can cause her harm in the future and she cannot take the pressure and everything and basically it all comes back to the emotional support and also um detecting the early signs and symptoms of postpartum depression so that it doesn't go up to that level of severity so before before we move on here's a message from us to you Here's the tea, the reality. Have you ever heard about IPR MSA? IPR MSA is part of a global institute of PR professionals, and IPR MSA is just special for you, IPM Shalom, specifically PR students. So, whoever out there listening, come over and join IPR MSA today. Do you guys know what public relation is? Public relation is one of the high demanding skills when it comes in the working industry. Want to know more about it? Come and join us and choose public relation as your major field of study. So, public relation in UITM Shalab offers many new and interesting subjects such as public relation in government and politics, digital storytelling, and corporate creative and production, where you can learn many new things that you cannot get elsewhere. 
the husband or partner unknowingly mm-hmm. um, cause bad negative impacts or maybe perpetuate symptoms that might otherwise not be uh, as bad um, maybe in terms of stress or in terms of physical labor or anything that they might have caused onto their partner Yes. Okay. To me, um, again, um, it all, it all, it all goes back to inside and also emotional support to the pregnant lady. So the husband must always be there because right now in Malaysia we practice um, <clears throat> hospital mesra bersalin and uh, mesra suami. Basically, the husband can be there throughout the, throughout the whole delivery process. So that he's there throughout the process. So so at least he knows what's going on. What 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 the things that the other half has to go through throughout them throughout the apotopenancy and this carries a huge impact on the the psychological outcome for the mother just to sum up this mm-hmm. segment, okay so far it's more towards like uh different uh people especially different mothers don't you cannot really determine if they are or will not be having any complications or issues mm-hmm. regarding, especially regarding mental yes. health or physical mm-hmm. health. We more towards we have to be uh, yes uh, attentive. And yes, offense. again, um, insight, awareness, and education. Those are the three main things that um the mother and also the husband um must have uh, during the okay. before conceiving a baby throughout the uh, throughout the antenatal period and also during the confinement period. Okay, thank you very okay. much. So, um, moving on to our last and final okay. So, I've been on social media for quite a long time. Uh-huh, and okay. I've seen like some doctors like Dr. Amalina and also Dr. Imelda mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. discussing about the Malaysian tradition of this berpantang. Do you have any mm-hmm. comment about that? To be honest, um, there are certain practices that um, there's no harm in doing it. But there are a few practices that I'm actually against. For example, some of our elders would advise the mother to coat the baby with some kunyit or sometimes even giving honey to the baby. Any babies ages one years old and below, you cannot give honey to them at all because first of all, um, honey is also a medium for this bacteria called tetanus, which is penyakit kancing yes. gigi because some of them are contained inside honey. For babies one years and below, if you give them honey, they are prone to get tetanus because we give the tetanus vaccine at the age of three months and also five months also if you give babies below three months old where they haven't received the tetanus vaccine they are at high risk of developing tetanus which can lead to death actually in terms of the mother in the workplace so what should the mothers Mm -hmm. do or prepare on you know on how to balance the work career and the children's Um, always have a weekly goal as in okay for example if you're a workaholic and you are you have a very tight and busy um career so at least make make an aim that okay during the weekend i do not want to do any work i just want to focus on my children and on my family um if you fo- if you focus fully on your family during the weekends or at least two to three days per week i think that will be more than enough for you to balance your work, your work life, and also your um, family time. So I want to ask mm-hmm. you, in your opinion, mm-hmm. are there any other issues that are usually commonly overlooked 
especially in Malaysia? Well, especially in Malaysia, things that are overlooked would be um, some mothers. They are they are not aware. So I've seen cases whereby some mothers giving semi-solid food before the age of six months, and the reason being said is that because they have inadequate breast milk. We would always advise if, let's say, you do not have enough breast milk, you can always start on formula feeding because before the six age of six months old. The the stomach and also the intestines of babies they are not fully matured and this can give rise to a lot of complications with such as obstruction of the intestines or stomach which requires um surgery. So Miss Atira, earlier we talked about um postpartum depression okay. in terms of husband and partners. What can they do to help their partners? You tengah emotional, you tak suka ni, you tak suka that things, please help you or something. Then the husband will understand and the husband akan buat apa yang you suka untuk jaga emotional you macam tu. Memang you tengah pantang, memang you tengah emotional tapi you have to, you have to be more relaxed here. Yeah. Okay, together. Yeah. As a mother yourself, what will you do to prepare to balance your work, career, and your time for your children what and family? What will you do? You just have to make sure you jangan bring in uh, any working working stress because when itu akan ganggu you punya family time. So basically, for this segment, I would like to conclude that it is necessary to carry out confinement process as long as the mother knows the limit. Depends on the mother herself. Exactly. And one more thing, the mother should mm-hmm. always like focus on their family and also their newborn. One yes. more thing. So, do you have any final mm-hmm. thought about this topic, which is importance of maternal health? I think it's a very important topic that um I. I feel like it needs to be educated um, earlier. It's not just, it's not, it, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't just be emphasized on married couples only, but I feel like it should be, it, um, it should be taught at least during, um, during the college period, at least diploma or degree curriculum. So at least they are aware of, you know, of what's to come in the future. So, uh, Miss Atira, so is there any last word that you would love to give to our listener out okay, there? Uh, journey pregnant and journey pantang confinement. Memang, memang, uh, you have to enjoy it. Uh, and then, uh, untuk jadi seorang mom, seorang mother, you have to be very ready, mental and physical. Alright guys, so that's all for our session today. Uh, you're here again with me, Adli, and my friends, Arash and Kaka. Hello. What do you think about our guests, Kaka? Uh, I think they are so cool and very insightful, especially Dr. Haziman. He gave us a lot of new information and also Miss Atira, she shared her experience as a new mother and she's very strong, I guess, because she's going through everything positively. So. I really like our guests and their info about this topic. Yeah, I agree with Kaka. They are very awesome. They are very, I would say, very friendly. And they give us a lot of and give us a bigger understanding of which is very good. So, stay tuned guys and see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.